Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. Now, we've mentioned on the show recently that sadly Ireland has a very high cancer rate. And we know that many of you have been affected by cancer, either personally or through a family member or a friend. And often we hear very inspirational stories where people go through cancer and come out the other side with a message for others. Our next guest is one such person. Florence Moon was diagnosed with a rare form of breast cancer in 2017, and as a result, she went through a roller coaster of treatments and lost one of her breasts in the battle. And during the lockdown, she chose to live as what they call a uniboober and eventually went on to create Eno, which is a brand of bras and swimwear suitable for people with one breast who've been through a similar experience. And she joins me now on the show. Florence, good afternoon or good evening to you. How are you? Hi. Hi, Neil. I'm very well, thank you. And you? I, I'm good. I'm good. It's cold. That's all I can say to you. It's very cold. Even here in the studio, it's actually cold because nobody's turned down the air conditioning, so it's even colder than it should be. But anyway, getting back to you, I mean, I have to say, what a wonderful story that you made something good out of something bad. And it is truly inspirational for people to hear stories like that. But I want to take you back, if I can, to 2017. And when, that, when you mm-hmm. got that diagnosis of a very rare form of breast cancer... That day must have been like your worst nightmare. Yes, it was. Uh, it was a very strange day um, because actually I was supposed to go to France and to fly to France with my kids on the same day, but um, I had a biopsy like a few days before, and the surgeon said that not to cancel my flight because he was sure it was nothing. Because the only thing it could have been is this very rare form of cancer, which is called inflammatory breast cancer. Okay. Um, so, so I didn't cancel my slides because he said, don't worry, it's going to be nothing because it's only kind of 5% of people who's got this cancer. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be and, you. Yeah, it's not going to be you. Yeah. And, and it's not going to be me. But when I had the results, it was me. So I had to cancel the flight and we had to stay in England. And, um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of laughing, but of course I wasn't laughing at the time and it was terrible because when you've got a diagnostic like that, it's like you think you're going to die straight away. Of course. It's the first but, thing you think of, isn't um, it? How long have I left? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you know that it's a rare form of cancer and it's quite aggressive. And, and then they just explained to me that I was going to have chemotherapy and a single mastectomy. So that's when they remove one of your breasts and radiotherapy and all these other treatments. So yes, it was pretty overwhelming. And how long was that period Um, of time between 2017 and I'm assuming around 2018 or 19 that you went through all of that process and had your breasts removed? I'm assuming that took a period of time anyway for you to, to go through that. A few months. Uh, like um, the radiotherapy, which was the last kind of treatment, was finished in March 2018. Mm-hmm. So, um, and but I'm still on a treatment now, six years later. So I've got to take a pill every day. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, but, but, but you are in remission now. Are you in remission now? Yes. Okay. Yes. And at yes. the at the time, was it suggested to you? Because I know a lot of women in your situation. Um, may opt to have the second breast removed just as a cautionary measure. Now, I don't know whether that was suggested to you at the time. Was that even a, was that a suggestion at the time? No. No. No, I think 
That's when it's genetic, and um, they did the genetic test, and it wasn't okay. Uh, okay. for me, so I didn't need to remove the other breast. But actually, maybe it would have been easier for me, because at least it's symmetrical. <laughs> yeah. Because when you've got one, it makes things sometimes more Awkward. difficult. Yeah, and, okay, so that's what I want to come to. We know yeah. that breasts... Um, not only you know are they for feeding children, obviously, which is very important, and that was the main purpose of breasts. But we know from a female point of view, they're quite feminine, and they're they're regarded yeah. as secondary genitalia. So you know, and uh, there's a huge amount of emphasis, probably too much emphasis, put on breasts and women in society. So when you had to have your breast removed, and you're standing there looking in the mirror, um, after obviously mm-hmm. everything had healed and and everything else. Was that really difficult for you as a woman? Did you feel like part of you had gone or part of your femininity had gone? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was it was terrible. It's like you feel very ashamed of your body mm-hmm. and uh, you just kind of don't like yourself anymore and you don't want to look at yourself in the mirror. And what's worse, it's when you are ashamed as well to showing your body to to your loved one. It can be your kids or your husband. But um, so I went through that. But I just thought that I had no other option. I decided not to have a reconstruction because it was a very big surgery for me. You've got yes. lots of different types of reconstruction. Um, and the one which was which I was supposed to have was very very long, and it was not just one but many of them. And I was just fed up to feel pain, and I just didn't want to go to hospital anymore. So I decided not to have a reconstruction. So I just thought that I had no other option to wear a prosthesis. And I don't know if you know how it works, but it's a, it's it's a fake silicone breast that you slide in your bra yeah. every morning and then you slide it out and kind of every evening. And, so, and was that, was that but, embarrassing for you to do that? I mean, that I, the idea of that? Well, it, it, it does remind you that you had cancer every day because you've got to, 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 you know, to, to clean it and then to put it back in the box and then to slide it back in your bra. Mm-hmm. And it does make you, um, it, it's like you pretend to have two breasts during the day, but in the evening you face your one boob body again, you know. Yes, of course. So you're, so, ne- you're never allowed to forget about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I get you. No. And, and of course it changes, it changes how you dress, how you feel yeah. outwardly to the world, I suppose. It, it changes everything. Your whole perspective changes. And I, I, for people who have never gone through it, I, I imagine they find it difficult to understand that. But for, for women who have two healthy breasts listening, I'm sure they will realize, or maybe they don't, how important or how how much they mean to them. You, you, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm saying that wrong. No, as you said before, it's like you don't feel feminine anymore. Mm-hmm. Because as you said, you know, breasts, it's like the symbol of femininity and beauty. Um, and um, you just don't feel like that anymore. But I have to say, having cancer, even if you don't have a single mastectomy, you cannot lose yourself any, anyway. Yeah. Because when you've got chemotherapy and the treatments are so hard, and I'm sure it's the same with any other illness, uh, with harsh treatments, but you, you do lose yourself. Yes. But I'm guessing if you also lose a breast, it's even more difficult to find yourself again afterwards. 
And and what? How long did it take you? Even though I know it's not too long ago, two thousand seventeen is only six and a half years ago. How long did it take you to come to the to accept that you only had one breast and to kind of get used to that and to be comfortable with that? How long did it take you to do that? Well, it's in twenty twenty that I decided to become a unibuber. So all this year, from two thousand and seventeen, so it's three years, I was wearing a prosthesis every day. And I felt very depressed most of the time, uh, not only just because I had one breath, but as well I had to kind of, because of the illness, obviously. But, yes. um, but that's why really I wanted to talk to you tonight, because I'm going to tell you why I changed my mind. It's because I was listening to a podcast, and um, a French podcast, and uh, this woman was um, saying her story and her experience of living as a unibuber. And when I heard her story, I just thought to myself, why am I wearing a prosthesis? Mm-hmm. Because before I listened to her, I, it never crossed my mind that I could come out just with one breath. I just thought that I, I had to pretend to have two breasts. So, so listening to this woman sharing her story was a light bulb moment for me. And that's why I want to do the same. Now I want to share my story in the hope that it's going to be a light bulb moment for somebody else. And, and I know that for me, it worked. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I've never heard, I've never heard the term uniboober before, but it's a very apt term. I have to be honest, uniboober. I've never heard that term before. So it meant you wearing clothes where you would go out in public and only have one breast. So it was kind of obvious. But to you, that was part of you and that identified you. And and that was unique to you, by the way, as well. Um, so that was a very brave thing to want to do. It's like, say, somebody who has cancer who's lost their hair, they normally wear a wig. Um, and then all of a sudden yeah. deciding, I don't need this. I'm going to go out bald. That's fine. I'll, I'll deal yeah. with it. And it's just, it, it's. I suppose that first day of going out, and people are going to look because people are going to go, oh, that looks different. So what was did that happen when people when you went out first with only one boob and wearing say tight clothes or whatever? Did people look and kind of go, oh, I, I don't know, I don't know if they yeah. stared at you, but you know what I mean. Not really, actually, because first of all, I don't wear tight clothes, okay. <laughs> but um, but I don't think people notice it very easily. Okay. So. No, I didn't feel ashamed because because I decided to be like that, I guess. So you had accepted but, it, but yeah. Want, yeah. But what I wanted to say is when I decided to be a unibuber, I went on the internet and I thought I was going to find a bra or swimwear really easily. And I was very naive thinking yeah. that, you know, that was on the market. And of course it wasn't. Um, and, that, that's amazing. Um, By the way, that blows my mind. With so many women in the world who've had mastectomies or, or single mastectomies, that there hasn't been a company or somebody who had decided there's a demand for clothes, you know, or bras with one cup or swimwear with one cup. It's just amazing that nobody else had even thought of that until you came along. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I was kind of angry in a way, but it wasn't available for people like me. So, so that's why I wanted to set up this company, um, which is called Eno. And, I, and did you get it that it was the number one written backwards? 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I, do you know what? I was looking at it and I was wondering. And then actually, just as you said that, I kind of turned the page I have in front of me upside down. And now, yeah. now I see it. Yes. Good yeah. idea. Good marketing plan as well. Yeah. And um, when I created that with my friend, Martha, so um, Martha was very much around when I was ill and she was helping me, helping me with my children. Um, and I knew that she was very good at sewing. So uh, she really helped me to design this brand swimwear. Uh, but what I wanted to do is to create something which was beautiful visually. And I don't know if you had a look on the internet, but I think that, that's what we did because uh, when I wear uh, my bra or my sports bra of a swimwear, I feel really good about myself. Um, and, and yeah, I'm, mm. I'm so happy about that. Okay, and uh, how is the demand now? Are you, are you are you part of like a community now? Are you speaking to many other uni boobers now? I'm trying, but it's hard. It's not that easy, um, and I don't know that many uni boobers. <laughs> but um, so so we've been selling stuff for a year only. So we are a young company, but the feedback we've got is just amazing, and. Um, because the woman who buys our stuff, they, they say things like, thank you for existing. Um, they absolutely love it. And they just feel good about themselves when they wear our bra and swimwear. And that's exactly what I wanted to achieve. So I'm so happy about that. But you, you know what? I, I just literally opened your website there now. And I'm looking at the models, cool. the pictures of the models that you have. And it's, you know what? you wouldn't really notice because no. the designs yeah. are done so well. And I'm not just saying that because you're on the air, but because the designs of the, the lingerie or swimwear are, are done so well, you wouldn't actually mm. notice. Particularly that no. there's an emphasis. And I look at one girl here where there's a kind of frill on the side where she doesn't have a boob. Yes. And so the emphasis yes. is there, which takes your eyes away from the fact that maybe she doesn't have a second boob. So it, it does, the, the swimwear kind of complements it more so. Yeah, and yeah, and by the way, I'm the one with long hair, so you will know what oh, I know. Oh, okay. oh, oh, that, oh, that's you. Okay, okay, I, okay. Because you, you you cannot find many models with one boot, so so I'm one of them. Okay, you're the one doing um, the ballerina pose. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to. And, but, I, and how's um, the business going? Are you, are you getting many inquiries, or are people reaching out yes. to you? Yes, yes, they are. So I had um, an article written in The Guardian in September, last September, and that was so good because mm -hmm. lots of people heard about us and they reached out. And, and that was a light bulb moment for many women, which was great. Um, so, yes, slowly we are reaching out people all over the world. We sold things in the States. Um, but it's mainly in the UK, but at the same time, it's slow. As I and, said, and it's we not, are a young company. And for stuff that's quite a, kind of unique, it's not that expensive because I know women's underwear and lingerie and swimwear are expensive anyway. When I say expensive, you know, they're not just like a pair of bra, a bra and a pants. So the, mm. like the prices don't seem to reflect the extra work that's gone into the detail to make it look the way it looks. 
cool. I'm glad you say that because we thought at one point we were too expensive and we worked really hard to lower our costs. And I quite would like to be even cheaper than what you see at the moment. Yeah. But it's not easy to do that. No, because you're not mass producing in the way that I suppose you would for women who have two boobs. Because that obviously is the laws of supply and demand. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we are also... We are all sustainable as well, so we don't want to produce too far away from England. Anyway, it's it's manufactured in London, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah. And, and, and people want to go on the website there; they have the prices there in euro as well. You can get the prices in euro, yeah, yeah dollars or pounds yeah. as well. Um, it, yeah. It's a wonderful yeah. idea um, that comes from a really bad story, but a story that's quite an enlightening. And and I'm delighted to see now that, you know, you accept yourself as you are. And there are many women in this country, maybe listening now, right now at the moment, who maybe have had a single or a double mastectomy. And uh, by the way, are you, are you planning on going down that route as well of making clothes for women who maybe have had a double mastectomy? Not at the moment, because I think, you know, it's easier, well, it's not easier, but as I said at the beginning, it's symmetrical. Yes. So um, I think we're going to concentrate at the moment for women who had a single mastectomy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, I would love to make clothes and, you know, to, 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 to have a production which is bigger than the one you can see at the moment. But all of that takes time and money. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, unfortunately, we have very bad news in this country that Ireland... Uh, as one of the top countries in Europe per head of population for cancer. I think we're number three, um, which really? is yeah, which is not a good thing, by the way. It's not something we should mm-hmm. celebrate. Um, unfort- it is unfortunate. Now, that could also mean, by the way, that we have a system whereby women are being diagno- diagnosed quicker, which is a good thing. Um, uh, yeah. So they're being diagnosed earlier. So we, ha- we do have a lot of women in this country who've had a mastectomy. When, when you decided to come up with the company and go with down this route, did you look at the market? I'm curious if you have figures, yeah. or maybe you have or you haven't, I don't know. Uh, how many women have had single or double mastectomies in Britain? But I was quite surprised when I did this research. So um, 70% of women who have a single mastectomy do not have a reconstruction. So that means that 70% of women with one breast or no breast, decide not to have a reconstruction and to wear a prosthesis. Okay. So now, unfortunately, I cannot remember the, um, the numbers, the exact numbers. Uh, and I lot. haven't got it. It's a lot. Me. Yeah, it but, is a lot. Yeah, I, I was surprised that so many women decided not to go for a reconstruction because before I had breast cancer and I was hearing stories about women who had a single mastectomy, I just thought that they had a reconstruction. That was the kind of normal thing to do. Yeah. But actually it's not. Many women don't. Yeah, I, know, I, I don't know the pros and cons of it, and I'm not a surgeon, but I'm assuming it's very different to, say, women who would have it for cosmetic purposes because you've already got a breast there that you can work on. But when you've had a mastectomy, yeah. I'm assuming it takes longer because you then have to try and stretch the skin and do it over time. I'm, I'm assuming that's the way it's done. I, I'm not a doctor or a surgeon, but I'm assuming. So it's, it's probably a little bit more invasive. Oh, it, yeah, I think it's definitely more invasive. And mm. as I said, you've got many different reconstructions. Yeah. But there is one detail which is quite interesting. The nipple, it's something that you cannot reconstruct. Yeah. So, so when you have a reconstruction, they do a 3D tattoo. Yeah. Of your nipple. Okay. 
Okay. Which, you know, I never I never knew that before. Right, okay. Well, it seems like it's probably the only way of doing it, I suppose, really, you know, because you can't, there's no, yeah. other, no other way of doing it. But look, I, I wish you well, and thank you very thank much you. indeed. Your story is very inspiring. And if people are listening and they've been through that, they may, you know, take something out of what you said and give them the confidence maybe to, you know, embrace so. their uni-boob. Exciting. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. And, and the website, by the way, if people want to go to it, it's Eno. Now, if you do a Google search for Eno, it's a more, little bit more difficult to find. But if you go Eno.eco, okay, you'll find yeah. it much easier. So it's Eno.eco. Or if you put in Eno Swimwear, you'll find it on Google. It'll come up at the top. All right. Mm. And it's Eno.eco. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Florence Moon, I appreciate you coming on the air and talking to us this evening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. There you go. There's Florence. Ah. Isn't that, isn't it? It's a sad story that ends up nice. She's come up with a good marketing plan during COVID. Realized there was a hole in the market there because she was looking for something and couldn't find it and set up her own website. Selling and making and designing clothes for women with one boob. And I know you might think there's a market there, but there's a massive market. Sadly, it's sad that there's a market there because unfortunately a lot of women have to go through breast cancer. And they're hoping, I was only reading an article the other day about breast cancer, and they're hoping that over the next um, 10 years, breast cancer will be a thing of the past. That um, they're hoping that they, a lot of breast cancer, as you know, is genetic. And they, they're hoping that they've already tested some pill. I don't know if it's a pill or it's a vaccine. I'm not too sure what it is. But they're hoping that they will be able to give it to children, young girls, um, as they do with cervical cancer, um, and reduce possibilities of getting breast cancer, which is the most common cancer I imagine that women get. I don't know the stats and statistics, but I'm sure it is one of the most common cancers that women get. So, sadly, women do get it. Now, the website again, by the way, is uh, eno.eco. Somebody texted and said, what's the website again? So it's eno.eco. Now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.